welcome to everyone. There is an old aphorism, an ancient aphorism, from the Upanishads. That Sri Ramana was very fond of repeating. If you seek happiness, but are identified with the body, it is like trying to cross a river on the back of an alligator. Because the identification of consciousness with body and with mind, that is to say, ego mind, mind that chatters, mind addicted to concepts, images, memories, and the bodily frame of reference. is inherently configured around a lack. Because the body and the ego mind lack true being. They are temporary phenomena. They have no essence. They are useful in doing our satkarma, in helping others, in being generous. In being able to use the higher symbolic mind to think our way out of the ego mind and into the real. But to identify with them is lethal. It's the death of happiness. It's the death of integrity. And the ego mind is always prone to both desire and fear, and one never comes without the other. And underneath the conscious fears lie the anxieties from the unconscious, and even a nameless dread that lies underneath that all that's always waiting for us when there is either great frustration or regression or a hysterical meltdown or some other kind of glitch in the ego's apparent adult functioning. 
the ego is an unstable structure and dependent upon the desire of others, the affirmation of others. What one takes as the love of others. But which is all, always at the level of ego. A narcissistic quid pro quo. To get beyond this impasse, we must disidentify with any objective other, including the body that is considered one's own. And to abide in silence and stillness and inner aloneness without any codependence on any other, without any desire from any other. In oneness with the Supreme Self. This practice alone can liberate us, liberate consciousness from its suffering. The problem is, for the ego mind, that the real self is inconceivable. It has no objective correlative. You can't see it when you look in a mirror. And others do not see you as you really are. And so it's very rare that we attain and cultivate a real and lasting and constant sense of the real self, the Atman, the God consciousness. And because we're living in a society which rarely, if ever, interpolates you from that position, rarely calls you and recognizes you, or sees past the ego identity into the third eye in order to awaken that. It's very easy and it's much more adaptable to simply be asleep. But adaptation to an unhealthy society creates only more suffering. And so at some point we recognize that there is only one way out. And this is the inmost truth of our being to rediscover 
and to abide as the self until all of the tendencies, the vasanas, to fall back into the illusion of ego have been burned away in the fire of yoga. In the course of meditation, many of those unconscious elements, factors, desires, signifiers, fantasies will come up, sometimes symptoms, sometimes emotions that are difficult. And our practice must be to witness whatever is there and recognize that none of the elements that make up the mind, the emotional body, or the physical symptomatology has anything to do with the self. And in that disidentification, whatever elements of suffering arise can be let go of very easily without resistance and if there is complete recognition of the illusion that they represent they will go forever you will be free because our inherent nature is free And so it's very important that we not take as some axiom when we begin this inner work that there are things too ingrained, there are things that are too hard to let go of, there are things that have been there too long, there are identifications that are too deeply rooted. None of it is true. There are no roots to the ego. It has no power once we have the will to be free. And it can all be let go of instantaneously. If we are willing then to face the emptiness that lies beneath all of those mental, emotional, physical forms of suffering. And not label the emptiness as lack, but realize that it is the portal to the infinite. That emptiness is the Buddha nature. And as we abide in it without running back into language, 
the emptiness will morph into fullness, into divine radiance, into beauty, into love, into power, into eternal presence. because that is all that has ever been real. And then life will go on in a state of grace, spontaneously, effortlessly, impeccably. And never again will one stoop to worrying about anything or to struggling against pain or death or any obstacle or frustration because they will be recognized as illusory. The self has no desires whatsoever. Its nature is peace, serenity. Not peace of mind, that's too low a level of peace because there is no mind in the self. But the peace that is the realization that the eternal self is transcendent of this plane of illusion, is never touched by suffering or sin or negativity, ever never is, never was, never will be. And that you are that now and always. A self that actually has no states of consciousness. It's beyond anything that could be called a state or beyond any change. or beyond any illusion of individuality separate from all that is. It is this realization of your ultimate reality that you are called to this life as a human who is becoming divine to accomplish now. This is the imperative for every one of us. especially now at this moment of history, at the crux between the end of one yuga, one era, and the beginning of another. This must be our highest priority, ultimately our only priority, and allow everything else to occur as part of the lila 
but not part of any intentionality. This is purity of heart. And it is this which brings about the oneness with God that enables a constant flow of shakti, of divine energy, and complete freedom from neediness, from want, from desire, from fear, from any form of lack or suffering, and enables you to have the power to help others to awaken to the same truth. This attitude is that of nobility and royalty, and it confers all powers, all cities, upon the yogi who lives in this constant remembrance of the Supreme Self and enables the function of life to be that of a healer. giver of wisdom and empowerment who dwells always in the bliss that transcends all limitation. So let us begin to meditate on this truth without thinking about it, but simply wordlessly returning to the self. The silence, the presence, the emptiness. The stillness. that is always in our hearts. To begin the meditation, I suggest that we <coughs> contemplate our breaths. You can count the breaths, in breath one, out breath two, from one to 10 and start over. Or you can use a mantra or a name of God which has great meaning and positive charge for you with each breath, with each in-breath and out-breath, or simply silently focus on the breathing until the mind has quieted down into silence and turned inward and one is in the presence of the luminosity of the self and then everything will happen by the self. Let's meditate. 